0: Is Hot Girl Summer still happening this year? How many carbs are in a white claw? If I squat every day, will I get a dump truck. I'm Shay. I'm Leah. We are Two-Tone Training. You're listening to Don't Tone Alone. Happy Thursday guys. What is up? We are back for another week of Don't Tone Alone. We've got some amazing guests with us. Super excited, Leah. I'll let you do the intro. All right. Yeah. She's been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this moment. So we have Brad and Aubrey Bromlow. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Um, They are fitness professionals and content creators. Um, They are also the founders of Fat and Weird Cookie. Um, if you haven't had these cookies, I'm just sorry. I'm just sorry. Even thinking about them, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. I got Leah some for her birthday and we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. But, um, yeah, guys go, go look it up and you'll know why. Um, so we'll let you guys kind of introduce yourselves, talk about yourselves uh, in case we missed anything. So we'll send it over, over your way.
1: Um, yeah, so like you all said, I'm Aubrey and, um, You know, my husband's name is Brad. We have a daughter. um, She is almost five months old. Uh, So that was a journey in itself (laughs) that we've been posting a lot about. That's kind of like our newest journey. But before that, um, you know, we had started Fat and Weird Cookie. Um, I have my own coaching company as well, Memories Over Macros. Uh, We've been posting on Instagram and YouTube for five years five years it's my god that's crazy it makes me feel old (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Yeah. and then we also have a clothing brand um motive which we actually are doing a launch next friday so the 27th so leggings and uh joggers and training shorts and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. just prepping for that
0: you guys do it all you do it all um yeah i was looking into say the name of your clothing brand again
2: it's motive, M O D I V. Okay,
0: yeah, because I think you posted about it today. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I did. I talked about it um, when my, my workout post. Uh, we've been trying out the products, if you will. You know, we, you design them. You know, a lot of times, and and you hope for things, and then you you know physically get a product in your hand, and you're like, okay, hopefully this is as good as I wanted it to be. Um, so we always wear our products for like two, three weeks before we even do a launch just to make sure they're going to hold up long time um, longevity of the, I guess we care about quality a lot. Of course. Of like yeah. Did something in it like tear up on you the first, first time you wear it at the gym, you know? So, um, but Yeah.
0: Oh, it's amazing to see kind of what you guys have done with your platforms and how you've really um, monetized in just a bunch of different ways with all these different companies. So I'm excited to dive into that. But before you guys started your brands, you definitely, um, it sounds like you started as fitness content creators. Who started first, I guess, in the like online space? space? Yeah. Like we need to hear the backstories. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So Brad and I met on Tinder just to give you background. And when we met, He had an Instagram account and I did as well, but I feel like he posted, like he had quite a bit more than me as far as posts. And I would say like some of it was fitness. And then myself, like I rarely posted on Instagram. So about uh, nine months into our relationship, I would say- we just got like, we just kept getting a lot of questions. And so we we pretty much started at the same time to answer your question. Um, but it was really to answer people's questions. Like really? what do you eat? What do you do Yeah, to work people, out? people are
2: just like, we started, when we met, we started working out together and Aubrey's background was CrossFit. My background was, you know, bodybuilding, more like yeah. bro workouts. So yeah. she started kind of incorporating both of those into her training and just people are like, you know, what do y'all eat? How do you train? You know, and there's all the fitness type questions that people have for, you know, the two, I guess, you know people that are in shape or together so they're like okay you guys obviously have something figured out so like, yeah what is it? let um, us in and to aubrey's point i think i had like 1500 instagram followers and she had like 800 that's so she lot. acts like it's Looking a lot back, it was like,
1: not... that's a lot You yeah. were pretty
0: insta famous wait
2: <laughs> so
1: aubrey
0: did you know when you swiped on him on tinder yeah like, did you go to his um instagram before you met or this was something you found out at dinner and you're like oh i gotta no, i gotta lock I this not. thing up
1: I... No, I had no care in the world about social media. Like, I didn't really understand the concept of not just posting on Instagram for like, like, here's a picture of what I did today, you know, like yeah. I, anything past that wasn't even aware of it and had no desire to be like an influencer or anything like that. Well,
2: I mean, I vividly remember when we had the conversation about like, hey, let's, well, why don't we try to grow our social media? Um, mm-hmm. You literally told me no. You're like, <laughs> she's like, I don't want to do it. She's that's like, that's cute. Like, that's but- cute. But No. Yeah and and I was like honestly like you're the more marketable person like people are going to resonate more <laughs> with you like I say that females follow females and males follow females whereas it's not quite the same for guys um yeah that's and true. so I was like I was like well you're saying no and like you're the one that's going to probably do way better at this like I I don't know and so like I was like well why don't we just like try and see what happens and she's like fine I'll, I'll do it I think it
1: was for me i I think I didn't want to, because obviously you're, you're under an eye, you know, a lot of different people, um, a, and I didn't really know if it would work. Like I wasn't very confident in myself back then. I was like, yeah, I don't really know who's going to follow me. Um, and then I remember doing it and continuing to do it because it helps people. Like even if it was one person that that was the payoff, you know?
0: That's amazing. So what were you guys yeah, doing so we, full-time before, or were you guys doing something on the side while you were trying to grow this um, Instagram profile and the social media presence?
2: So we had, we had just moved to, We had met in Seattle and we just moved to Houston because I got out of the military and I had accepted a job offer in Houston for a chemical company. And it's really fortunate, truthfully, that we ended up in Houston because you probably are, everyone's pretty aware that Houston does have a pretty big workout scene. You know, like yeah. LA obviously has a lot of influencers, but Houston for a place like, you know, it's weird randomly that Houston has so many. But you know, Christian Guzman's there and Buff Bunny's mm-hmm. there, and now you know Max Tunings there, and you have Russell and Sholly and Daniel, and like all these people that are you know influencers that are kind of in that area. Uh, Nick Bears over in Austin, Texas, you know things like that. So there's like a big fitness culture like in that Texas scene. So it's actually very fortunate that we ended up there. But you know, I accepted a job down there working full-time you know uh and then aubrey accepted a job as a speech language pathologist in the school so we both had full-time jobs and then literally in the spare time we were like going to fitness questions like like the hashtag and trying to answer people's questions (sighs) or we were like, literally just, like, searching wow. out posts and, like, liking and engaging on yeah. people's stuff. Like, that's what you did back in the day to grow a following, especially when you had under a 1,000 followers, like, to get there. So, I remember us, like, grinding away at, like, just liking other people's photos, engaging in them, and, like, creating a little community, if you will. And I still remember when Aubrey hit 10,000. I, w- I went from 1,800 to 3,000, and Aubrey went from 800 to 10,000 in oh the same my amount. Oh, gosh.
0: Go off, queen. Um, and,
2: and then – then one of our friends was like, hey, you should share your workouts on Instagram. People people are doing that. And it was definitely like few and far between. I'm talking like you probably saw like one workout. Like yeah. people were not sharing them very much. And Aubrey shared her first workout on Instagram and went from 10,000 followers to 20,000 followers overnight. Oh, and she like, I remember her waking God. up and she's like, I don't know what's going on. It's like. <laughs> my it's
0: phone's broken. Going. It's
2: just <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like do. going. And um, I think that was the first moment that I was like, oh, wow, this is like. A legit like thing, you know, like we could grow a social media following. I bet. And we just kept at it, yeah. um, kept sharing workouts, kept trying to help people out. Um, and now here we are.
0: That is amazing. I mean, I think a lot of times people don't realize kind of what goes into social media and that content creation process. And especially as you're getting started, you said you are in work, working so hard on engaging with other pages. And that's kind of how you started to grow. But was it when you hit that 20,000 mark that you were like, wow, like this is taking up a lot more time than I thought it was. And that's when you kind of made the shift to full time or when was it? Do you guys remember that moment that it clicked? Oh and yeah, it was like,
2: way way
0: after yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I way mean, I don't even know how large my account was. There's, I always tell people, there's really no difference between like, um, there was a difference between 20K and 100K for sure. But there's really no difference between 100K and let's say right where, where I am now. Like your, your DMs are flooded, like yeah. you it, it, that, it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great, but it's hard. But yeah. then as far as like quitting our nine to five jobs, they're just, you get to a point where there's like a fork in the road because you Can't are, be yeah, you're swamped, right. you're losing your sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to make a choice, like take a risk or just stay safe. Um, and we decided to take the risks and <laughs> yeah, like, quit our jobs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people
2: ask, like, when do you make that jump? And I, I tell people, when you have nothing else left to sacrifice other than like maybe sleep, is when you make the jump. So if you still have time to watch TV shows, if you still have time to have a legitimately a hobby that's like outside of whatever your hustle is, then it's not time to quit yeah. your main thing and make your hustle your main thing because you aren't so busy that it's taking up everything. When you get to the point where literally you have your main job and your hustle and then sleep and that's literally what your life is, then you've then you've yeah. put in enough time to to quit your to quit your, you know, main job and focus then primarily on your hustle. And then I tell people too you have to be comfortable with it because when we quit our main jobs like I mean, I'll tell you right now, I was making $110,000 a year mm-hmm. working for a chemical company as an engineer. Yeah. Um, Aubrey was making like $65,000 a year. We had, I had a 401k, we had bonuses. So like all in all, Aubrey and I were making like $200,000 a year. And when we quit, we lost money. Like it was a pay cut, you know, you, and so you just had to be confident in yourself that if I had that 40 hours I was spending on my job. That if we both had that time and we put it into it, then we'd be able to grow the hustle beyond what the what our main job was. And now we've done that, but um, it wasn't something that happened like, you know, you quit your job and you're still making, you can't live the same life. Like we had- right. to- you know, change our life. A little yeah. Bit, and,
0: so. and I think a lot of people too are kind of like, oh, you, you quit your full-time job and, and you go and start your own business and oh, now you have all this free time and it, it's so fun. And it's like, no, I think you're putting in a lot more hours than you were at that nine to five job. Um, so no, kudos to you guys.
1: Job, a nine to five job, like <laughs> literally you stress within those hours, Right. but um, when you own your own business, you stress 24 seven. Right. So it's, it's, yeah it's totally different. And I don't think we've realized that. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I think that was a little bit shocking. Well, us. we grew
2: up with both of our parents owning on their own business. Like Aubrey's dad has done like custom woodworking and cabinets his whole life. And then my parents own a business. It's essentially a wholesale janitorial supply business, but they sell like cleaning supplies and toilet paper and all that's commodities to like the hotels on Panama City Beach. So um, it's a good business, but you know, they, I've seen what they went through. So I knew it was going to be hard. I just don't think you realize like, there is no vacation, right? Yeah. Like you can go on vacation, yeah. you can go on vacation frequently, but you're never, ever going to be able to just like check out. From
0: right. When you're on vacation, you're getting content in a yeah. new place. Right. Like yeah, it's, exactly. it's not just kick your feet up. Like it's just yeah. so different. And I feel like, especially as content creators, do you ever find the, like, you're like, oh my gosh, I like, I need to step away from my phone from, I just don't want to record this right now. Like, do you guys, have you set like some of those guidelines up just to keep like date night, no phone, like whatever the case is kind of curious. I
1: find that like when we're on vacation and we have like fun night, like a fun night out or whatever we're doing, like those we love to share and we enjoy mm. sharing them and have fun doing that. Um, maybe occasionally, yeah, we're like, eh, I, I'd rather not. Um, but usually I, the only times I really don't share are like, if I'm in a bad mood or like, I just don't feel like myself. Mm. Um, I just don't need to be on like, that's not brightening anybody's day in my yeah. opinion. So
2: yeah. People argue both sides of that. They're like, well, it shows that you're like still human. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, like, I'm like, yeah, well, I can tell you I'm still human and I have bad days without putting you through yeah. my bad day because at the end of the day, I want you to come to my page to be like uplifted positivity, encouragement and things like that. So know that I also struggle with those bad days, but I'm not going to sit here and like vent those things right. towards you or unless I have some reason yeah share that with you um whether lesson learned or something like encouragement or something like that right you know i think Um, we
1: might get to the point someday where we're like yeah i think we're good not sharing today or whatever you know like a full vacation where we don't share anything or like drop off the face of the earth Yeah, the the hard
2: part (laughs) for that though is just like we enjoy sharing the vacations because they're like the fun fun. fun. yeah you You guys are in great moods the views are the fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah um what i was saying though is like when we go on cruises a lot we used to actually Like in the morning, we would sit there and do like all of our client work. Um, I would answer customer service emails for fat and weird, maybe run payroll if it was time to run payroll. And we would usually, you know, we wake up in the morning, we'd work out, eat our breakfast, then we'd sit in the room on a cruise for like three to four hours Mm -hmm. doing all this work. And then we'd go out and enjoy it. And, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, were like, well, I wouldn't want a vacation like that. And, but that's just the sacrifice you have to make for, you know, what we're doing in our life. So at the end of the day, it's all what's important to you.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I, I, so. I think that's, that's so cool. So with that being said, I would love to kind of know a day in the life of you guys, maybe pre-Scarlet and then after okay. Scarlet, um, what does that look like? Walk us through.
2: It was definitely way more scheduled pre-Scarlet, yeah. like pre-Scarlet, like I knew <laughs> what time I was going to the gym every day. We right. both knew yeah. we were going to the gym. We, Do you guys always work out together? Used we to. used
1: to go, we used to work out together, but then it got to the point where we'd work out at the same time because we'd use like our videographer and he would film us at the same time. But then it got to the point where we'd go separately. So it's just kind of like transformed over time. And then obviously, I just like right now, I just go when I can. But usually, yeah, it's like uh I'm trying to think, I don't even remember. <laughs> <Scarlett>. <laughs>
2: So for pre-Scarlet, it used to be, like, I tried to schedule all of my meetings in the morning because the morning is, like, I know that I'm going to be okay because no fires have happened yet (laughs) that I'm, like, getting pulled away to do something. Like, for example, like, I was down, even though I guess this is a morning, so it doesn't really count, but I was down this morning soldering, um, like, some new sensor on our machine that went bad. So they sent us a new new sensor, and I had to, like, cut the old sensor out, like, re-solder wires, like, thank God I have a background in electrical engineering, but I had to do, like, that stuff, and... That's kind of like what I would usually save for the afternoon. So the mornings would be like my meetings and all that stuff. And the afternoons I'd be like fixing any problems, putting out fires and things like that. And then I used to go to the gym at lunchtime just because when all the employees were gone, there's not as much going on. So I could run off and during lunch, I would work out. Um, I would
1: say like my day pre-scarlet. Um it just in the last year, especially like when I was pregnant, it was a lot of like Filming for YouTube, I felt like that mm-hmm. took up um, quite a bit, and then I do spend, you know, time on Instagram as far as like stories go. Um, but that's just like the parts that people see. Um, but like behind the scenes, it no day is the same. Even now with Scarlett, like I. I work less now because I'm taking care of her pretty much full time. I don't have anybody to help me. Um, not that, it, not that, no, <laughs> I'm saying, like, I um, don't have a nanny. <laughs> like, I don't yeah.
2: have He's a like, excuse well, me. I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to I'm get roasted now. Oh man, you heard it but here. I, mean, I, I try to take care of running fat and weird so that Aubrey can focus on being yeah. a mom. Be- yeah. And the re- reason is because Aubrey has told me her desire is to be a mom. If yeah. Aubrey's was desire was to continue to run fat and weird so we needed to take Scarlett with a nanny or to like daycare then I would support that decision but Aubrey's like I want to be a mom. I want to raise Scarlett. I want to read books to her during the day. I mm-hmm. want to play with her during the day. So I try to do what I can do to take all the other stuff off of her plate so that she can focus on what she wants to do, which is be a mom. Yeah. So, and I think that a lot of, you know, the kid dynamic can change your relationship a lot, but it really just depends on like how you want to parent. Like if you both want to like, Hey, I have from 6am to noon and you got noon to 6pm and then we put her to bed and then that's it. Then that's fine. But we've found what works for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the hard part about social media is people scrutinize your decisions um, and they don't necessarily know the whole picture. So, you know, when we talk about people know about the pros of social media, being able to create a life where you can travel and, maybe have a little bit more freedom um, and then you're directly rewarded for the work that you do. So, you know, there's the pros, but, you know, uh, I don't think people really talk about the cons as much. And that's, that's you, you are in this spotlight and people treat you like sometimes you're an object rather than a person, Mm -hmm. the way they talk to you um, and the way they, I mean, sometimes we, people send us the meanest messages and sometimes we'll reply to those messages and they do like,
1: Oh my God, I love your page. Oh my
2: God. You, I can't believe you replied to me. I love you so much. And you're like, you literally told me I'm a horrible person and you hope I get hit by a car. What? And then I said, wow, that was mean. And you said, Oh my God, I didn't believe you would reply. I love you so much. And you're like, what? What? So
1: weird. It does happen. Literally happened. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. crazy. People,
0: people crazy. hiding behind yeah. their cameras, their phone, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: yeah. It's, it's so, sad, But in general, social media has done way more positive things for our life. We've met some amazing people that we're friends with to this day that have mm-hmm. come to our meetups. Our very first meetup we ever did in Orlando, um, six people showed up. And one of the couples that showed up, a girl showed up because at that time, I actually did have more engaged followers because Nick Bear was my friend. And a lot of the military men started following me. Mm-hmm. So when we did a meetup, it was all guys that came to the meetup and one girl, and it was a girlfriend of one of the guys that got drug along, but we became really great friends with them, Andre and Natalie. Um, and now we actually like go, really good friends we stay with we them when we go to Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. They've come to That's Houston amazing. and stayed with us. Um, and, you know, we still, we still talk to them to this day. Um, and then we have other friends that when we did our road trip that I alluded to, um, we stayed at, at their houses. Uh, we just like parked our camper there. Um, and we still talk to a lot of those people to this day. So social media has afforded us some like really great friendships. Um, so I always take the, you gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, well,
0: I was even gonna ask, cause I think Gabby Rodriguez was like living with you guys at one point, right? Yeah, we, we needed to know the backstory. Yeah, we're this. like, now that she's moved out, like, do we move in? Like what, how is <laughs> we this have happening? thought
2: about it. <laughs> What's your nanny we're- experience? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
0: in. I'm in, sold.
1: I think once we're, no, now that we're done with roommates, I think we're, we're, we're okay with not having roommates again. Um, So what was that situation? Like, um, okay. So essentially like we moved into a house, uh, like here in Panama city. Well, backstreet
2: there hurricane michael hit panama city and devastated the area um most most homes took some kind of damage um a lot of homes like completely had to be rebuilt so when we were on our road trip is when hurricane michael hits when we came back we were gonna buy or rent a house um but we couldn't there was nothing here we actually had to stay with my parents houses went from being rented at like 18 18- hundred to $2,000 for a house to $5,000 to rent a house because there was no houses on the market. So people could charge whatever they wanted to charge. So um, Gabby had mentioned that she wanted to move down here. We knew her through a mutual friend. We met her at the summer shredding event where we brought cookies for fat and weird Mm -hmm. and she talked to us she was like hey i kind of want to like learn about online coaching i want to come down and help fat and weird like is there a position for me so we kind of like made one up Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we knew they wouldn't be able to find an apartment to live in her and the guy that we knew um and i was like why don't we just rent a really big house and that way we can all like live together because we don't need a huge house and you know, you guys aren't going to be able to find an apartment. So it was like a win-win situation. It just ended up being a lot longer. Speaking of Gabby, she's yeah, actually she up sparking. here.
1: Sparking, so. <laughs> um, we, no, yeah. So we so love we her. End, yeah, we ended up, yeah, she ended up living with us. She lived with us for two years. Almost right? two years. Yeah, almost yeah. two years. And then like halfway through that, we had Austin, who was our videographer. He moved in with us. So we actually had two roommates. Oh and then God, we were the whole house out by the time. Yeah, I know. It's. I mean, it sounds weird, but like, thankfully... Both of them are great and yeah. they were great roommates and yeah. great friends. Like I, we had really no issues,
2: which it's a weird thing. I didn't realize like how many people would find it so weird, I guess, <sighs> that we had roommates. Um, I, I guess because we're married, but I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like dating or married in, yeah. in college and other parts of their lives, even as like, young professionals have roommates. So a lot of people like got hung up on us yeah. having roommates, but they liked it because it was, it was made sense too, like as far know. as like, Austin was well,
1: always there to like Austin video recorded videos, he's we always around, so
2: yeah. it's like yeah. perfect for well, him. It, and then when he edited them, he would just like say, "Hey, come look at this," and we just walk over. Perfect, and listen, right? yeah. it's super easy. Yeah, yeah, you're probably able to grow um, that
0: much faster by living together. Right. Like even and the us, TikTok. Well, we were gonna live separately, and then we ended up um, moving in together. Like we're sisters, by the way. I know. No, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but I think okay. that's the reason we've been able yeah. to grow to the extent that we have is because we live together and can constantly kind of grind at work. I can't even imagine like because we both work full time outside of this uh, two-toned as well. So like I cannot even imagine if we attempted to to do what we're doing right now and not live together. So I get that right.
2: And from a video standpoint too, it just makes sense because like if your videographer has to render a video to send to you and then you have to download it and then Mm -hmm. watch it. And then he's got to make changes to it, which means he has to adjust and re-render like the amount of time that we save just Everything I do is about efficiency. That's my engineering <laughs> background. So I'm always trying to think of the most efficient way to do yeah. things. So that's why our house is above the cookie kitchen. That's why the apartment is right <laughs> next door. Right. So, so although, our,
1: although Austin and Gabby yeah. don't live with us anymore, they're right next door now. I still hear so Gabby every they, night, They're so. here like every day. <laughs> just that's,
0: talking real loud in our kitchen. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, <laughs> it's like the TikTok houses. They all live together and just create oh, content. So when I saw that, I was is. like, this is what they're doing. A bunch of fitness creators. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what we meant. Maybe we essentially live in
2: the way to explain it to people, we essentially live in a duplex where the bottom floor is the cookie kitchen and upstairs is our house. And then next, like we share our living room and office wall shares a wall with like Gabby and Wade and Austin's living room and stuff. So like they're just like on the other side of the wall.
0: And then where's the gym?
2: So it's like a duplex. Oh yeah wait you didn't day. build a gym brad like come on Brad. <laughs> the efficiency, <laughs> well, the efficiency so where is that it when,
1: that's that was the plan when
2: motive moved to here Mo- motive moved from houston to panama city like last month um because Derek and ashley moved here to work with fat and weird so we moved Mo- motive here and now my warehouse is mainly motive stuff um so i'm actually looking at land that's right next to us to build motive a warehouse and if that happens then i can build my gym in my warehouse so coming, it's coming. Soon. It's coming. Coming yeah. soon, yeah. You can come train here. So. Um, Perfect. To love say, that. say no more. A nanny and then train on the side. <laughs> you
1: just need, like, a good gym name, you know?
0: Hmm. Well, so speaking of names, how did you guys come up with Fat and Weird Cookie? Like, wh- at what point in your career, so you're creating content, you're doing all the things, and then all of a sudden you look at each other and are like, we need to start a cookie company? Like, how, how did that I happen? Mean, it
1: didn't happen exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brad did wake up one day and he's like, hey, I think I want to start a cookie company. I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I support you. Um, but uh, essentially um, for for his birthday one year, April of 2018, yeah. Um, I had some of my followers send him cookies and we got shipped like over a thousand cookies, I think. Oh so it was like boxes and boxes of like, yeah, surprise. Have, you know, happy birthday, Brad. And um, we tried them all. Like some of them we had to freeze, of course, but they were like homemade or from bakeries, um, from famous bakeries, Mm -hmm. the ones we've never heard of, like just an array of cookies. And um, there were definitely crazy flavors that maybe weren't executed like that the greatest and then there were classic flavors that mm. were executed great but just weren't crazy so yeah I just I think Brad uh-huh. yeah woke up one morning he's like I want to do crazy flavors but I want to execute them in a way that's like very classic and every dough is different and like it they're perfect you know so that's really how the idea started and he got his aunt, who lives here in Panama City, um, to bake part-time for us like one night a week. Um, so that's that's really like how it started. But as far as like naming it fat, mm-hmm. yeah, um, on our YouTube channel, we used to say every time we would like go out to eat, we'd be like, let's go, let's get fat and weird. Um, yeah, whenever we'd so- like go to I do buffets that. and stuff
2: and all that stuff. Like literally you can find YouTube videos of us like way before the cookie company i'd say let's get fat and weird and because we were like going to like the cruise buffet you know Um, oh my god we
0: need to tell them our our term guys we i just feel just a new level of bonding happening right (laughs) now because we have a coin term for when we like kind of go out and and get wild get wild we say poip pig out in peace we're just gonna pick out. You're and like, you want to go a out tonight? hit the town? But no, instead we. We'd it's a poip. a poip. It's a poip. So mm, no,
2: I like That's that. That's yeah. <laughs> I love that. Maybe we need to make a poip cookie. A <laughs> yes, please. Cookies. We would. I would
0: pass away. Be yeah, so honored. after that,
2: we'll we'll talk. We have to figure out the play, flavor profile, so you guys can help us out with the. Poip oh my cookie, god! So. Oh my That's god.
0: great. So when you started baking one times a week, like how has the cookie evolved, I guess, essentially over time? Like we've must have gotten some of the recent ones um, with the like the filling
2: and everything. But has it always started that way or it's so funny? You could actually our most recent TikTok they made was like showing like where we started. Like I took the photos of everything. I mean, that's what you do when you start Mm -hmm. a business, right? You try to save as much money as you can. So you do everything. You know, I researched. Uh, so much stuff. I know way more about food and food <laughs> businesses than anyone should probably know. But um, we, you know, we started out with me taking these photos. The cookies were were fat, but not nearly as fat as they are now. They were, you know, now they're pretty, pretty. pretty they weren't, fat. they weren't weird
0: enough. They, they were
2: fat. They yeah. weren't weird. Yeah, and so we, they were, and then, you know, we started out with just like clear bags that we had to hand label everything and you like had to hand seal it and then you we know, had to
1: like hand stamp our box. Yeah, we used to hand
2: stamp every single box with our logo on it. Um, You know, now obviously we just like buy custom printed stuff, but. It kind of started out there when we started out with just like six flavors um, of cookies, and then we knew we were going to kind of like bring in exclusive flavors here and there. So for Aubrey's birthday is when we brought in the Party Animal, um, which was the first ever exclusive cookie that we did, and it was just like such a hit that people were like please bring it back, and so we brought it back, and and it's definitely changed. Like all of our cookies have changed over time. Oh, yeah. um, the caramel and big sexy used to be like just like a like a Werther's chewy caramel that we would buy because you could just stuff it into the center. Mm-hmm. Now we actually like make a Dolce de Leche. And then it's like a liquid that we stuff it with. So it's a lot more creamy. Mm. So we redid our cores recently. Like when we moved into our new facility, cause we had more room to do that kind of stuff. So like all of our cores are a lot more like, I guess, creamier and indulgent rather than um, a product that we could like just shove into the cookie. So. so um, you,
0: I guess I'm trying to find like, as far as like a timeline here. So you guys at this point, by the time you launch fat and Weird, you guys have a substantial yeah. following on social. So when you guys introduce fat and weird cookies, like, Are they flying off the shelves? Is it so popular? Or do you guys kind of... Feel some of that like new business startup like growing pains. So,
2: so I will say though, Aubrey had a hundred thousand followers when we started Fat and Weird. So mm-hmm. it wasn't she definitely had a big following, but it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. So I know I think a lot of people just to picture what she has now is when we started Fat and Weird. Mm-hmm. So she only she had a hundred thousand. When I say only, that's it's not it, don't mean it right. Like yeah. It's a, still a big number, but it's not nearly as many as like half a million. Yeah. Right? Um. So, but we were selling out. We I think our first launch we sold like. We only sold all, you had to buy all six cookies in a variety pack and we only sold that and we sold 225 variety packs and it took about two hours to sell that. So we sold oh, 1200 really? cookies in two hours. Were
0: you shocked? Like, yes. or is it yeah. what you yes. expected? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're yeah. Like, oh I was hoping gosh. that it would sell out. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how fast or anything. So then after that, we would just like launch every week and we went to where we'd sell like, you know, 300 cookies in a week and then we sold 400 cookies in a week and then my aunt's like, hey, I can't really make
0: much more. Than like <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can't. I picture her in the kitchen. Like, Help me. She's
2: like, I can't see like that faster, much more. So, I so we started like putting a cap on things like 700 cookies. And then it got to the point where we'd sell out those 700 cookies in like the night we launched. And then it would be like an hour. And then it got to the point where we'd sell 700 cookies in like three minutes. And then that's when I was like, um, <laughs> we need to like hire like full-time crew to do this and not just be doing it one day a week. And that happened in March of 2019. Mm -hmm. I bought the land that our building is on. Now I hired my first full-time employees and we just started doing fat and weird Mm -hmm. full-time. And that's when things changed. That's, you know, we went from selling, you know, uh, just like 700 cookies a week to, you know, selling three, four 5,000 cookies a week, you know, over the course of time. So,
0: oh my gosh. Well, cause I know guys, like if you guys don't know to get the fat and weird cookies, um, every it's like Sunday, Sunday night, yep. you have to, it's like the hunger games to get your cookies. Yeah. So bit. it used to be like that. It yeah, used easy. to be like that.
2: Now that we're in the new facility, we have cookies always available. We've been able to essentially, I've been able to like triple production in the new facility with the same amount of employees, but just because we have more space, Yeah. Um, you know, we went from, we went from a 900 square foot kitchen to a 7,500. 500- square foot building. So, you know, eight times the size in space. So, um, we're able to do a lot more, you know, and I I think (laughs)
0: that
2: truthfully, the the part about being an entrepreneur is just like figuring it out. Yeah. Like no one tells you how to do it. And your job is just to like make, make shit happen with, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't really think of any other better words, but like being an entrepreneur is really about like being resilient. Because at the end of the day, like things are going to not go your way. You're not going to know how to do things like things are going to break and there's no one there to like tell you what to do. Like you just have to figure it out. And that's really what I I think. And I think most
1: people would give up at Mm -hmm. certain points, you know, um, that's, that's why you, you have to be resilient. And no matter what, if you, if you do feel like you're failing, you just like keep pushing, um, but yeah, I think most people would just kind of leave Yeah, out and say, Oh, set. this isn't working. I'm gonna go back to my nine to five. And well, another yeah.
2: thing is if you don't wanna grow your business, like if I would just be okay with selling a thousand cookies and letting it sell out every week, you know, I could have kept, you know, less employees. I could have stayed in a smaller building, I mm-hmm. could have not worried about it. But when you truly scale a business, I mean that is when it gets hard. Building this building was like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Um, just between All the hurdles you had to jump through, like working with architects and general contractors and, you know, electricians and like, um, you know, mechanical people and then dealing with the city whenever they want you to do something and you're like, that doesn't make sense. It's just a lot of things that um, went on and building the building and the house above it. It's literally probably was the hardest year of my life. Um, Yeah, for sure.
1: And I was pregnant.
2: Oh my (laughs) God. And we were starting motive, so
1: yeah yeah okay was,
0: so like, i a have a question yeah here. so like you're building i, know, all I feel of... like
2: we're all over the place though but oh my I god have I have so, like... so many questions well, but... it's... no go for it yeah sure yeah
0: i was just thinking like you have all this going on you're building this new cookie factory and then you're like you know what you missing? know what you know we need a clothing line
1: i had like, an extra what?
0: 30 seconds of free time that i can use to start a clothing line <laughs> there we go boom
1: okay well it's not just us so there's four other people so it's six people total three couples essentially. Um, so without like, we would have never done it just ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and every single person in motive has a different kind of like specialty, I will say, and they have their own strengths and, um, they've, they've done things before. Right. Uh, so every aspect of a clothing company, like we have it covered, but not, it's not just Brad and I, hmm so it it works
2: the the reason the clothing company even came about is just that we had a friend who left their position working for a company um and they were like hey it was kind of like a a force out to be honest with you but they were like i don't really know what i'm gonna do and i was like well i can give you some work with fat and weird um just based on your background but like i don't have full-time position for someone that's not here in panama city um so they kind of just started working part-time for fat and weird over there uh, in in Houston, and um, then we started talking. And I was like, "Well, you you have a background with clothing, like maybe we should start a clothing company." And then they brought in their friend who had a had some uh, clothing experience, and we were like, well, "Why don't we just start a clothing company?" So that's really how that started. Um,
1: oh my gosh! It
2: was like off a of whim, and yeah. But it's been a fun. It's been hard. But it's yeah. been I fun. think it's
1: been harder than than I thought, especially mm. with COVID too. Yeah, you have you know you run into delays and. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that I think people don't think about when you're you're like, oh, it'll be just fun to design <laughs> some clothing, and it'll show up at my door, and it's gonna be great, and everybody's gonna Amen. love it. <laughs> oh, that's what, it does really work like that. So,
2: and and you want to talk about completely different companies to start, like the the. St- The startup cost of starting Fat and Weird was literally maybe Mm $1,000. That's all the investment was. Like, we rented space in a commercial kitchen. So, no big overhead. They had all the equipment. All we had to buy was ingredients and then permits and licensing Mm -hmm. for that stuff. So, like, all in all, like maybe $1,500. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, which is the clothing company, which is like $150,000 to start, right? Because you have to, we, I mean, maybe you can, you obviously can start for cheaper, but we hired a designer. We, uh, got warehouse space, you know, had to buy a lot of the equipment because we knew that what, what we would need later on might as well get it now. So, you know, the computers and the scanners and all this stuff to build out like a distribution system. Um, so, and then obviously ordering the clothes, like you got to pay for that up front.
1: And like content creation. Yeah. Too. Oh. So, I
2: mean, you're talking literally like $1,500 business and a $150,000 businesses. So, so um,
0: different. So, looking back now, is there anything you guys like wish you did differently when it comes to yeah? Is there something you would tell yourself when you were starting? I know that's a tough one.
1: I I don't. I'm the type that's like I wouldn't do anything differently Mm -hmm. because obviously, like we got to where we are, doing all of those things. So yeah, I just have a hard time saying that we would do anything differently, but maybe you're not that type.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with that too, because like, I don't know if a decision I made to change, to change something would have changed where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm happy with where we're at right now.
1: As far as like um, advice though, for our past selves, like there are some things that I could have probably not stressed out as much about. Like, I remember literally going into one of these meetings that we had um, and I t- had to take a shot beforehand because <laughs> I was like, I can't do this without some alcohol. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. You were so nervous. Yeah. Cause it was a confrontational meeting. It was like not a fun meeting. Yeah, oh God. Like,
1: so like, but looking back, I'm like, why was I so stressed out about that? Like, why was yeah. I losing sleep over that? So I don't know. I think at the time it makes sense, but you know, the, that's the only advice I would give myself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really happy with what we've done and how we've done things. Um... I don't really know if there's anything that yeah. i would would change about any of this i mean there's change, things i would change about the physical buildings layout like, <laughs> you learn if you want to get nowhere.
0: into the nitty-gritty yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like that kind of stuff but there's yeah. not any decisions that I made yeah. that i regret um
0: it's just so crazy to think that this all started because you both had a passion for fitness and a passion for helping people and, and look a passion at you for tinder <laughs> and a passion <laughs> for tender and and look at where you are now it's um it is it's it's pretty wow it's incredible yeah, oh, agreed. Oh my gosh. So what's next? Like yes, I know what's I don't know like, how much you guys can tell us, but what is next for you guys? Um, yeah. Well,
2: so yeah, Motive has a launch next week on Friday. Um, we'll have, this is our first launch of, of leggings for women, which has been, uh, the reason it's taking us so long is that we just. I, we,
1: I'm a perfectionist. Well, yeah, yep. at the end of
2: the day, like um, I, what we've learned is truly like when you launch something, like you need to be 100% happy with it because if you're not happy with it, then how are you going to defend it when someone else isn't happy with it? Because at the end of the day, if someone's not happy with the leggings, we can be like, you know, you know, we know the fabric's great. We know that the, you know, that the material and the quality is really great. So at least we can stand up and be like, you know, we tried to give you the best product that we could. And and we're just sorry that you don't like it because, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, if you, in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, I didn't really like that. Then how are you going to like stand it up? So like, if there's a cookie that came out that like I thought was, too flat to ship and then someone gets it and they complain about being flat then i knew yeah. that already and i shouldn't right. have even sent them that product right yeah. but if it looks if it's if it's in my opinion it was a good cookie i'd be like you know hey that's a thick cookie that's just <laughs> as thick as our other ones like Believe is that me people complained about them. i was gonna say yeah, is
0: that a hard. complaint you guys get this isn't fat <laughs> or weird enough
2: like, yeah you know, they say it's not fat enough and so but that's but we also don't <laughs> oh like so
1: your cookies are flavorless i'm
2: like we someone really, so did tell us our cookies were flavorless one time i was oreos like i was like i, literally put like no no, I no. literally put like no 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 I literally no. put like oreos in the dough so i don't really know how you <laughs> do you have covid you yeah like um
0: best way to test if you have covid dry cookie yeah
2: but we do have so the motive launch is on um friday so like literally what eight days from now and then um we will have edible cookie dough for us launching in about five weeks from now. Um, Really we're waiting on the machine to like seal the containers Containers. so that you have like a pull tab on top. Okay. Um, So, uh, but the cookie dough will be stuffed just like our cookies. So like, for example brought a black beauty you know black beauty cookie right now has like a cookies and cream core so you'll have the dough around the outside and then you'll have a core right down the middle i i equate it to like ben and jerry's um core ice cream yes if you've ever seen those Yep. it'll oh. be the same way except just cookie dough um and you'll just be able My to eat gosh. it out of the container with a spoon or bake it or bake it yeah you, you can, can bake, bake it into it. a cookie if you like and then um, that's and then amazing. in six
0: weeks the poip the point the, poip. the,
2: poip. the poip yeah. with the core yeah
1: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah and good. then we're also working on mini cookies so our cookies right now are five ounces we want to do the same. Same shape and like everything, but do a two ounce cookie. So it's more of Mm -hmm. like a two bite cookie. Um, So we'll be doing those. And then what our kitchen is calling little flatties um, (laughs) is flat cookies. um, Because they want to do just like flat, like what you would consider like more of like along the The lines of like a Subway cookie cookie or something like that. Um, but they're, they're great. We've already made they're them. So we brought good. them, dropped them off at the schools today f- just for teacher appreciation because the schools just started back here. So we wanted to say thanks to the teachers. So, so nice. um, actually, actually made a, a bunch of them and dropped them off at all the schools today. Um, but do you- I think
1: like long-term, Yeah. like obviously the goal is to grow everything still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we're off that track yet. Um,
2: and I want to start a candy company. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. Aubrey's like, what? stop it. I want no, right to make I Nerd, just want another kid. No, and, Nerds know. Clusters. They're so good and they're so hard to find. They sell out everywhere. So I want to make my own Nerds right, Clusters. So
0: you guys like definitely obviously have like the biggest sweet tooth. How many cookies? Are you guys sick of cookies? I know you probably can't say that. No. But like how many cookies do you guys eat a cookie every day?
2: So on tw- we do our Twitches on Monday and Wednesday. Um, so we do our Just Chatting on Twitch so that people that follow us um, – I always say like Aubrey can't answer all our DMs. Like they physically won't. Yeah. Right? People yeah. are like, try. And it's like, no, like literally <laughs> it just won't load. Um, and so I tell people, if you want to talk to us, like Monday and Wednesday, we're on Twitch at, at 6 p.m. Central everything. every Monday and Wednesday. And we answer and engage with that audience. There's usually around 200 people that come to our Twitches. That's and amazing. We, we answer everything. We can talk. We sit there and eat dinner. And it's like our way of connecting. Um, because, you know, IG Live, there'll be like over a thousand people for her. It's a tiny screen. You're trying to answer the questions. They're like flying by. Yeah. Twitch just works out so much better for us. So we built this little community on Twitch that we love. Um,
1: but we try cookies so monday we try tester cookies so new flavors and then wednesdays we try the new cookies that will launch that sunday um so we at least have those cookies every single week um so i think total and that's a for two to three there's
2: a two to three flavors that we yeah. try on monday and same thing on wednesday
1: total for me i think i eat probably two cookies a week and then i yeah. probably eats like
2: five, probably three or four, <laughs> four. it depends <laughs> like, like i'm today confessing <laughs> Well, today they, we, we went downstairs and they had made a pitch intense cookie cake for someone's birthday. Oh. And they had a bunch of like little pieces left over from so when they had like the cake. And it's like in this, and I just keep like yeah, eating it. Derek's been doing it. Derek's the worst. I mean, he, he <laughs> Yeah, probably, I'm one like, of those if it's out oh, and- so I- How much cookie you eat today? <laughs> how much cookies do you eat today? <laughs> what? How much cookies do you eat that pitch intense today?
0: He doesn't want to tell. <laughs> <He said only laughs> a cookie and a
2: half worth. He said only <laughs> a cookie and a half worth. Mm very suspicious workout, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm leery of that answer I think it
0: was more oh gosh it's kind of funny we're known uh, our family is known for always having a cookie cake in the yeah. house like our whole family has like, our friends cookie. come over there like where's the cookie cake Like <laughs> mom where is it um what are your favorite flavors I guess each of you um, yeah do, are they the same flavor
1: um I have so many we've literally done probably almost 70 cookie flavors total over the years um but some of my favorites are afternoon delight which is like a oatmeal cream pie um and then letty doki which just released it's like a um donut cookie with crispy cream donuts Um,
2: yeah so we mixed 50 dozen crispy cream donuts in the dough and then we added biscoff cookie pieces and then it's stuffed with biscoff cookie butter in the core and it's rolled in Heath bits like just the toffee part um, on top so it makes this like toffee crunch shell it's my it's my favorite wow it's so good
1: oh my gosh so 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 many favorites i don't know
0: (laughs) So I wanted wanted to kind of touch on one thing before we go into our game is Aubrey, I know you have your company um, Memories Over Macros and obviously you guys were talking about these candies and these doughy things and I think in the the fitness industry there's, I don't know, there's a lot of controversy over, you know, cheap meals or or what's clean eating and what's the right thing and I think Aubrey, you do, the reason why I started following you, like whatever how many years ago it was was because you had that balance of live your life enjoy your life don't um get so caught up in your macros and your calorie counts um be in the moment so if you could just kind of speak a little bit more about what that means to you um that would be amazing
1: um yeah i mean i wasn't always that way so if you are kind of listening to this and you feel like i don't have that yet it's it's okay you can achieve it, it took me like at least 3 years um, you know, something that helped me was obviously tracking macros. And so through that, I learned, okay, I can fit this donut or this cookie or some ice cream or whatever treat it was into um, my food intake. And then I can still make progress toward, um, you know, my weight loss goal or leaning out or gaining muscle, whatever my goal was. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I, so that's how I learned it over time. Uh, Previous to that though, i was the type that on holidays or you know special occasions like special dinners and stuff i would literally like starve myself all day just so that i could Mm -hmm. have that big meal and then i would overdo it and feel guilty and then i wasn't i was so worried about like what i was eating um i didn't really like spend people or spend time with people I love and really enjoy those times. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the idea of memories over macros is really working on forgetting about the food and the obsession with the food and really, you know, spending time with people that you love, um, and making memories. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we try to teach people in, in. Well, a
2: lot of people have taken it to mean like oh just yolo your macros because you're on vacation or whatever yeah, and right. we don't mean that we're what we're trying to say though is like you shouldn't be so focused on the food that you can't enjoy the mm-hmm. moment that you're in like at the end of the day like just take this the slice of cake that your grandma wants you to try and try the cake and like don't worry about if it's gonna send you over your fats by five grams now um and so we're not ever I think that a lot of people have now turned memories in macros into macros and to be like, Oh, I'm on vacation. Yolo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, uh, and if you want to do that, that's fine. Like yeah. we have no problem with that. But what we're trying to say is just that like, don't be so focused on the food that you just, that you put your focus on the wrong thing, which mm-hmm. is focus on the occasion and spending time with your family. And if that means that, everyone's having a beer and you want to have a beer, like have a beer and sit outside and talk to everyone and enjoy that with them. And don't be so stressed about what that's doing to your macros. Uh, I'm not saying go down like a 12 right. pack because everyone's yeah. doing that. So I think that's kind of, you know, over time memories over macros has been c- just contorted a little bit. Yeah. I've seen now people talking about memories over macros as, as a negative thing, as it's like an all or nothing, but we never meant it that way. Right. We meant it more of like just really, you know, put your focus on what, what you should focus on, which is the time mm-hmm. with your family rather than, you know, nailing your macros. So,
0: no, I think that's such an important message. And I love uh, that. yeah, we love that. Um, so we are going to end with a little game. Um, so basically, I don't know if you guys have, have seen, um, like the, is it the TikTok thing where you kind of like point to each other, you close your eyes and you point to each other
2: like the couple okay but we i'm gonna bring a special guest yeah. real quick just
1: so, <gasps> <gasps> so. Oh. wait like 10 seconds
0: guys oh. the moment we've been waiting for i've been just looking at all the instagrams being like also is... aubrey your uh, tech just your content during your pregnancy has also been just like incredible just you've stayed so active Aww. so inspirational like
1: oh my gosh thank you i think I, you've just given so many hope you, i i feel like i, I
0: a bad stigma around just like getting pregnant and I was like oh like I'll never want that I just will be lazy and I don't know and you are just such an inspiration
1: no it's definitely a choice you know like you make choices every day and it's the same in pregnancy it's not just gonna stop so yeah oh, Here she
0: comes, <gasps> the, queen. oh the queen herself hello, hello. hi <laughs> We were scrolling through all of the photos she's got before her this. Eyes fire in her hand. Oh my! Her eyes. It's the eyes. It's the eyes for me. She <laughs> is the cutest, the happiest little baby.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. She's okay. the best. I'm
0: sold. Does I she love- try to get into the cookies? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh
1: she yeah. She, food. yeah she she's <laughs> just very grabby lately. So she'll <laughs> just whatever's near her.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny all right all right what's this game yeah all right if if Letty's ready we're gonna okay so basically we're gonna say who is the whatever the most likely two or whatever and you guys are both gonna either like name yourself so you'll say aubrey or you're gonna say brad we'll Um, give you a little countdown three two one yeah normally i think on tiktok you like close your eyes and point but like obviously our listeners would be like what yeah yeah, (laughs) they'd be like what okay all right are you ready who hit on who first? Three, two, one.
2: Aubrey.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say me.
0: <laughs> all right, you message him first.
1: Yes. Do you know do you remember what fly. you said? Yeah, he um, had a picture on Tinder that had it was like him in a pink tiara or something. And I I just commented, I was like, nice tiara. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so back that's story all it took. on that is I had a going away party from a military time. Um, and they always would go to stupid places, and I decided that one mine at Chuck E. Cheese, and so because I did it at Chuck E. Cheese, they called ahead and had it decorated for a girl's birthday party, <laughs> um, and so there was a tiara there for the girl's birthday party. So I wore the tiara. For
0: and this little did you know, it out. would be the thirst trap that won Aubrey over. Little did you know. <laughs> yep. All right, next one. Who's the cleanest? Three, two, one.
1: Me, Brad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I I would say like I'm the cleanest as in like I like actually clean clean. Like deep clean. But yeah. I'm messy. Yeah. yeah. I'm messier. There's a
0: difference. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Who's the stricter like dieter? Like if, the stricter diet. Yeah. Three, two, two. one.
1: Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like questioning it. Um, When we do, I was just thinking like Brad hasn't tracked macros in a very long time, but when we did, he was definitely better at it. Mm-hmm. I think every male is better at kind of like staying on track than a female. I don't know why, um, but yeah, that's, it was Brad.
2: All right. I'll, I'll say that I agree with that, but we don't really, neither of <laughs> us really track anymore. So yeah.
0: um, Who's better at social media? Three. Two,
2: two, one. Me? I, I was going to say me. Uh-oh. Letty,
0: we're going to leave it to I you. Think, Letty, what do you think?
2: <laughs> I think that I, I'm better at it. You're definitely more marketable.
1: Oh, I don't think you're better at it at all. You never get on your stories ever.
2: Just because I, that, that's like, <laughs> just that's because like, someone uh, knows Instagram I do it doesn't mean they actually do it. Have you met people that are like, weightlifting coaches and stuff and you're like there's no way that you can lift this weight and they can't but they know how to instruct people how yeah. to lift that weight.
1: I don't think about right social lady. media as a way to market but he does so maybe that's why he means.
0: Mm-hmm. All right Fair. so conflict of opinion that's okay that's okay. Um, who takes longer to get ready? Three two, two one. Me. Aubrey. Yeah for sure. Okay. Who's who's more likely to be taking a, a thoughty selfie or like a mirror selfie?
2: Three, oh, three maybe, two, probably. one. <laughs> oh, me? Brad. <I> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I walk in on it
0: all the time.
2: Maybe. No, I don't do it that much, but. <laughs> at the gym, maybe. Yeah, at the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll thirst trap occasionally, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. All
2: so. right. And our all
0: last right. one is who's more likely to be face down, ass up in fat and weird cookies?
2: Three,
1: two, <laughs>
0: two one. one.
1: Brad. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but there's donuts involved obviously yeah. i be all up in that so
1: or gummies like gummy candy
2: Ooh. oh yeah see i'm like a chocolate candy person and obviously a gummy candy person so it's it's nice we each have we have a candy drawer runs with chocolate candy. oh yeah <laughs> tell them letty oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh Letty's guys i'm like, gonna Where's take my candy drawer
0: we're gonna take a quick group selfie letty are you ready oh born ready three <laughs> two one Oh, Oh my God. Love it. Um, With that, we want to thank you guys so much for taking the time. We've heard how busy you are. We know how busy you are. So the fact that you took almost an hour out of your day to be on our podcast means so much to us. We love what you're doing in the fitness space. um, And we respect you guys so much. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much. Um, We'll give you a few seconds to um, plug yourselves. Um, I know you told us a little bit about what's next, but where can people find you and what can they expect?
1: Um, well, if you're interested in coaching, it's memoriesovermacros.com. And then our cookie company is fatandweirdcookie.com. And Motive is motivebrand.com. Uh, and then you can also find our socials like linked on those pages. So
2: Yeah, but yours is just Aubrey, A-U-B-R-I-E, which is a weird way of selling Aubrey, then B, then mine's B-Romlo um, for our Instagram accounts um and that's pretty much youtube you can find it. us on we have YouTube, a, we have youtube just search on we youtube, YouTube. We have tiktok but we don't really tiktok yeah. that much oh, that was her, I, that I, I, seem, I seem to consume tiktok content more than i <laughs> produce tiktok, yeah. so. TikTok I like tiktok's hard
0: <laughs> yeah. all right we'll end how we always end you can tone at home you can tone from your phone but all we ask is you don't, don't tone home. alone thanks Good guys time.